hello and welcome back to the teens and vaccines podcast my name is Michaela, and we are at episode six which is kind of crazy y'all we are at episode six today we're kind of doing a ask the expert type podcast today we have dr stephen showland but first we're going to ask our podcasters the lovely um ladies who are with me today we're going to ask how they're doing so how are you doing ziara what's our update Oh man, how am I doing? I'm doing great. I'm uh, still taking some summer school classes. So that's kind of uh, taking up a lot of my time as well as working for those classes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going great. Microeconomics is a blast. So good stuff. <laughs> yes. And Chrissy, do you have any updates? How was your driving test, girl? Oh, yeah. Like I mentioned a few episodes ago, I had my driver's test scheduled. It was actually last week and I passed. Thank everybody. Yes. Good job. (laughs) It went went pretty well. Like I didn't expect it to be that easy, but, you know, I'm not complaining. But yeah, other than that, everything's been good. Just pretty busy with like, you know, last minute internships and classes and work and stuff like that. Chrissy, we are so excited for you. I guess we're so many states apart, so I guess no one can make the joke like, oh, we need to stay off the roads. You'll never be on my roads, girl. (laughs) But yes, and I'm just like Ziara. I'm in between work and like school internship stuff, and it's going. It's just going. But I'm going to introduce our guest today, Dr. Solin. So Let me read off his bio for y'all. Dr. Sholand is an infectious disease specialist at Mid-State Medical Center and Danbury Hospital in Connecticut. He is also a clinical associate professor of medicine in infectious diseases in the Department of Medicine at the University of Arizona and associate professor in the Department of Medicine at the Frank H. Netter School of Medicine at Quinnipiac University. Um, And we are just delighted to have him Join with us today. He's going to answer all of our questions on COVID-19, the vaccine, all of that stuff. But before that, like I asked everyone else, how has your day been, Dr. Solon? Oh, uh, good. Thanks, Michaela. And it's a uh, honor for me to uh, to be here. Thank you for just thank you for joining us. We are a fun and a little chaotic podcast, but we have a lot of fun. So it's just about questions about the vaccine and COVID-19. So in episode four, we talked about our experiences with COVID. Chrissy um, had COVID, also her family had COVID. Um, And we also talked about Kaylin, who um, isn't with us today, but she had COVID and her mother had COVID. So we asked them questions, really, I guess, from your perspective, was able to get a patient Q&A for people who had COVID just to get us a little bit more, I guess, knowledgeable about what it's really like. But how was your COVID experience being firsthand and basically a first responder, a professor? Well, yeah, you know, I'm happy to um, input my uh, perspective. I mean, I'm glad to talk to you now when things are much improved, because if you had talked to me, you know, 12 months ago when we were getting slammed. I mean, 
unbelievable. I mean, the stories I can tell you, death, morbidity, suffering, just unbelievable. And, you know, I've been practicing medicine for more than 20 years and just seeing something like this absolutely crush us, you know, crush hospitals, crush uh, my coworkers, just devastating. And, you know, I'm happy to be here because I feel like, you know, this is my life. You know, this is what I do. I'm an infectious disease doctor. And I know so much about this. And what do, what do you guys know? What do you need to know? How do you protect yourself and also protect your families? You know, your parents, how old are they? You know, do your parents have medical issues? Do, are your grandparents still going? What about them? And I feel like, you know, if the people knew what I knew, could we be in a better place now? I think really we could be. I do want to be a resource for you guys. You know, if you have questions, you have specifics, you know, what about this? You know, let me try to try to help you. Hey guys, you're listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, Instagram at teens dot n dot vax spelled v-a-x again that's teens dot n dot vax spelled v-a-x i actually have a couple of things i guess just to kind of start off maybe it might be too broad of a question but can we just have like some facts about the vaccine like how many people have gotten vaccines but maybe like the rate of how many people are getting vaccines and uh yeah i guess just kind of facts like that <laughs> Well, these are good uh, discussion points to bring up. You know, I think it's just incredible that we have these really good, high-quality vaccines that are safe. You know, what if there's a super variant that, that arises? That could happen just based on what we know about nature and, you know, watching this virus. I mean, the Delta variant, it just came up in April. You know, that was only a few months ago, and already... It's uh, spread to at least 10% of the United States out here in the West. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more, 15 or 20%. It's more highly infectious. It leads to more hospitalizations, more death. And, you know, if you look at the numbers around the world, wow, you know, the uh, United States is not really done with us. And it just amazes me that our immunization rates are so low. I mean... Really? You know, shouldn't we be up like 85, 90, 100% immunization? You know, this pandemic kind of from the beginning. But I feel like, you know, shouldn't we be coming together because we have these amazing tools? And I feel like you guys, you know, the great thing about teens, like you're so passionate. You know, you guys, you guys are the future. And if you knew what I knew about immunizations, wow, could, could we do more? You know, yes, it's true that young people, for the most part, do pretty well, you know, uh, considering when you look at our uh, aged populations and some of the, uh, the death, the morbidity, uh, you know, I can make your heart break by telling you these stories. Uh, but some of my younger patients, I had a 29-year-old who died. I had a 24-year-old uh, who uh, went to the ICU. You know, so young people are definitely affected. And you hate to think as a young person too, what if you bring this virus home? You know, what if you infect grandma? You know, what if you bring it to one of your older relatives or somebody that might have a underlying medical condition and pow, you know, they're in the hospital, they're in the ICU, they're fighting for their lives. 
you know, it's, it's just devastating. And don't we have something of a responsibility? You know, I think we, I think we do. Right. I completely agree with you. I, that was definitely one of the fears that I had, you know, coming back uh, to Nebraska from uh, where, you know, I reside from college was kind of scary. Cause I was like, you know, if, <laughs> even if I didn't get at school, what about the airport, <laughs> you know? And, um, my parents are <laughs> not the youngest. They're young. They're young. Uh, they're listening. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of scary because, you know, I mean, it is a higher risk, correct, uh, for older people, right? So that was definitely one of the fears that I had. And as far as immunizations, like you were talking about, you know, different variants. Um, will there be another vaccine that we might have to get? I personally am vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated. And uh, is there going to, like, are we going to need another booster, perhaps? Well, uh, great questions. And, um, you know, good to think about your, uh, your parents and making sure they're protected. But, yeah, you know, the ama- there were some good things that actually happened as a result of COVID-19. You know, maybe sort of Zoom technology, telemedicine. I mean, that's really cool. I can join you now from you know hundreds of thousands of miles away or wherever. But uh, another thing is mRNA vaccine technology. So now that we've sort of crossed this bridge, it's kind of like the same thing of going to the moon in the 1960s. You know, now we have these incredible tools. So if we have variants that are coming up, you know, say Delta, or I don't know if you've heard about Delta Plus, which is the latest variant that's probably stronger than Delta and could rage over the whole world, uh, we have the tools to, uh, to address this. So we could be making uh, vaccines for these variants very soon. You know, I'm talking you know, months, maybe uh, November, December, and have you know, tools available if this thing ricochets back uh, into the U.S. population, which I think I think it might, you know, if Delta Plus, as they're predicting, sort of sweeps through India as kind of their next wave, you know, it could certainly land here on U.S. shores. And who hasn't been immunized? Who got one dose and not the complete series? Who's somewhat immunologically predisposed? And I hate to think of older people, but, you know, don't get old. (laughs) You know, the, the older you get... Uh, the worse this disease is, and the virus knows this. You know, this virus is kind of like a bully in the playground, and it's going to go after those that can infect, those that can hurt, those that can kill. So if you have diabetes, if you have, you know, heart disease, pre-existing lung disease, if you're a smoker, uh, if you're overweight, if you're heavy, if you drink alcohol or have any other kind of weakness, the virus knows this, and it's going to look to exploit that. But, uh, you know, I think the good news is that, you know, young people, yes, you know, this is really the, the prime of your life, you know, when you're 16, 18, 21, I think the science is ready. Uh, my bigger question is society, are we ready? Hey there, listener, you're listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at teens.n.vax. Again, it's at teens.n.vax, V-A-X, on Instagram. I would just like to know, um, like I've said many times um, in many different episodes, teens' voices were really silenced. You never really heard 
much from teens. And you never really heard from people in the healthcare field throughout this time. There were some, but not many. So how was this whole 16 month like craziness for you physically, mentally? Um, I guess it would help all of us and even some of our listeners get that perspective. And I'll speak for myself and probably for Chrissy too, because she's trying to be Dr. Chrissy and I'm trying to be Dr. Michaela. (laughs) So how was that for you from a medical standpoint, like being a physician? Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry if I cut you off, but I actually had a follow-up on that. Like my question was similar to Michaela's since my mom is a frontline worker and she was a frontline worker during the, um, you know, the whole peak of the pandemic. And it was scary, you know, like seeing the hospitals being at this worst condition and knowing that my mom was in there. I, I just wanted to know, since um, I heard that you have teens of yourself at home, like, how was that, like, knowing that you were being exposed to the virus and knowing the risks of bringing home the virus to your family? You know, how did that affect you? Since I never really heard um, how my mom felt about it. It was basically all hands on deck. You know, our ICU tripled in capacity. We had uh, dedicated uh, COVID wards in our hospital. We repurposed areas that weren't even being used for patient care because we had these, these massive surges. And I mean, I feel like, you know, here in the United States, we're very lucky compared to the rest of the world that, you know, we do have uh, resources, although quite a lot of strain. I mean, I remember uh, when the pandemic just started getting worse, we were asked to reuse our masks. And that was something that we never did because, you know, you'd wear a mask in a patient's room and then you'd throw it out and then go on to the next patient, sort of that infection control, keeping everything clean. But then they were like, oh, my God, guys, we don't have masks. And uh, at that time, there was no vaccine. And so you can imagine that, wow, you're seeing these patients, you're seeing them get really sick, uh, depending on oxygen. And I'd love to show you some chest x-rays. I mean, just... I don't want to say that it's interesting, but just seeing how devastating this virus is and how it can damage somebody's lungs, just unbelievable. And you know, then they would then they would die in front of you. And what was really hard was that we were trying so hard to to save these patients and to do everything that we knew, but we didn't have antivirals. We didn't have a good understanding of, of what was going on. We didn't know about blood clots. And that this disease is very pro-inflammatory. And I do want to, you know, point out to young people, I mean, most young people do fine, God forbid, if they are infected, but they could develop blood clots, which could mean, you know, blood clot goes to the lungs, or if it's on the arterial side, a blood clot could go to the brain. And, you know, young people can definitely stroke. And I mean, that's something that uh, could be devastating. You knock out part of your brain uh, or even die from, from a blood clot. So uh, I think that at the time, you know, we were all pushed to the limit. I mean, Chrissy, your mom, you know, she's a healthcare hero. I mean, yeah, so many people I worked with, I just think of them, wow, like what a amazing sacrifice. So uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty rough, but I feel like, um, you know, we did it. We, we did the best we could and now we're really in a good position and we kind of need to finish this off. I mean, I know that people want to get back to 
normalcy. We actually have the tools. You know, if people, if everybody got immunized, we could go back to uh, normal lives. But I feel like we're still kind of almost quite there, not quite enough. Uh, definitely there's this global health issue that how does that, how do we take that on? Uh, I think certainly there's, there's more to be done. Thank you so much, Dr. Sholand, for all of your great information and answers. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel so much better knowing so much more about your experiences and the vaccines and what you saw during this whole, you know, crazy time. And thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors, the Community Health Center, the Weizmann Institute, um, and the School-Based Health Alliance for their support in this podcast. And we will see you next time.